0: Witness Docs from Stitcher. Previously on All American.
1: Two girls that you see in the picture here is
2: Serena Williams. Raise your hand, Serena. Venus Williams. Within five minutes of playing points, I knew they both could be number one in the world.
3: And the crowd, an American crowd booing an American family.
0: No, I don't think it's a dream. Nope. I've really been working hard. I've had a lot of tough losses and grand slams, and I deserve to be here. It's, it's no dream. It's a ticker tape
3: parade for Althea Gibson, America's new world tennis queen, and the first of her race ever to win
0: the coveted crown at Wimbledon. Um, congratulations, Naomi. A few years after that explosive U.S. Open final between Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams, the two met again in another Grand Slam event, this time in the semi-finals of the Australian Open. This was February of 2021, and Serena still had not captured another major title. Getting past Naomi in this tournament would get her one step closer to the 24th Grand Slam title she had been chasing.
3: Andy Osaka overpowers Serena Williams. Shaky in moments, quickly got steady. And beats Serena at a major again. And mission 24 will continue, but it is again unfulfilled here in Melbourne.
0: After Serena lost, she hugged Naomi. Then she picked up her bag, waved to the crowd, and affectionately put her hand over her heart. The crowd cheered as she made her way off the court.
3: And you know what, Serena, her legacy her legacy is sealed. I mean, whether she ever wins another Grand Slam or not.
0: After that tough loss, Serena had to debrief with reporters.
3: It was a really poignant moment when you walked off the court to a standing ovation and you put your hand over your heart. What was going through your head in that moment?
0: Um I don't know the Aussie crowd is so amazing so it was nice to see.
3: Some people wondered if this is you were almost saying farewell.
0: Um, um I don't know if I if I ever say farewell I wouldn't
1: tell anyone so,
0: <laughs> so. As Serena entered her late 30s, speculation about her retirement had reached a fever pitch. And in the end, she did let the world in on her plans. In a cover essay for Vogue's September 2022 issue, Serena announced, quote, I'm here to tell you that I'm evolving away from tennis. Suddenly, it seemed like the 2022 U.S. Open, just days away, would be Serena's very last professional tournament. In her essay, Serena explained that moving forward, she planned to focus on other important things in her life, like granting her daughter Olympia's wish of becoming a big sister and growing her company, Serena Ventures. Serena was honest. This transition came with a great deal of pain. This whole evolution thing has not been easy for me, she wrote. I don't particularly like to think about my legacy. I get asked about it a lot, and I never know exactly what to say. But there is plenty to say about both Williams sisters and their legacy. Women's tennis is more competitive, there's more money to be made, and there are more black women and other players of color in the sport than ever before. That's because of Venus and Serena. So today, we'll take a look at the mark the Williams sisters have left on tennis and how they've held the door open for future generations to walk through. I'm Cecil Harris. This is All-American, Venus and Serena. Episode 10, Opening the Door.
1: All right, Well, Cecil, welcome to your final brain dump. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: In early 2021, I hopped uh, on one last Zoom call with my producers, Jordan and Albert, to unpack how the Williams sisters changed the technical side of the game.
3: What are the tangible examples we can directly attribute to what they did to change the sport of tennis?
0: Well, it's a different game today. Venus and Serena have made tennis more athletic, faster, quicker, harder hitting than ever before. And they've basically sent a message to the rest of women's tennis, if you can't hang with us, get out of the way. If you can't hit with us, you've got no shot. But today's players understand after watching Venus and Serena, oh, that's how you play the game. So we've seen Naomi Osaka, the 2018 U.S. Open champion, beat Serena at her own game, if you will. And Bianca Andreescu, the 2019 U.S. Open champion, beat Serena at her own game. Today's players have come to realize that if you want to win championships now, you have to adjust to the way the Williams sisters changed the game.
3: Yeah, the other thing is, um, we remember like Venus's record-breaking serve at, uh, what was it, at 129. But you look at the women's serves now, and I mean... They they can crush those serves <laughs> as hard as like fetters hitting those serves.
0: Yeah, in the earlier era, the serve was just a means of starting a point. When Chris Everett was world number one, she didn't have a big serve. The serve was just a way she would start the point and then beat you from the baseline. But Venus and Serena made the serve a weapon, and other players like Naomi Osaka have picked up on that and they can win points with their serve. It's not just a way of starting the point, it's a way of dominating a point.
2: They just kind of raise
0: the standard, right? Yeah, if you can't keep up with them, step aside. (laughs) Serena and Venus have also made tennis more diverse. Many of the young black players in the sport have said that Venus and Serena have inspired them to play. This includes Coco Gauff, Naomi Osaka, Madison Keys, and Francis Tiafo, to name a few.
1: When Coco Vandeweghe and Madison Keys won their matches last night, American Tennis declared victory. That's because they joined Venus Williams and Sloan Stevens to make the U.S. Open semifinals an all American affair.
0: One of the best examples of the Williams sisters' effect on the sport was the 2017 U.S. Open, when all four semifinalists, including Venus, were American. This had not happened in a major tournament in more than three decades. The U.S. Open proudly marketed the moment.
2: It's really amazing, not only
1: for myself, but for American tennis. It's great for American tennis. It's great for African-American women.
0: Not only would this be an All-American semifinal, But three of those four American women competing were also black, Madison Keyes, Sloane Stephens, and Venus Williams. That had not happened ever. Sloane Stephens, who was 24 at the time, faced Venus in the semis, which was strange for Sloane because she grew up idolizing Venus. But she defeated Venus and advanced to the final, where she would be playing a friend, Madison Keyes, who Sloane calls Maddie.
1: Uh, First,
2: congratulations on making the final. Sixty years
1: ago, Althea Gibson won her first U.S. Open. This year, three black women are in the semifinals. Can you reflect on that? That's amazing. I don't think there's any other word to describe it than amazing. Um, For me and Maddie, um, obviously Venus, kind of like we're following in her footsteps. She's been here. She's represented the game so well as an African-American woman. And um, Maddie and I are just here to join her and represent just as well as Venus's has in the past, and I'm um, honored to be here.
0: After Althea's retirement from tennis in 1958, the sport started to see the rise of some black tennis players, most notably Arthur Ashe, who followed in Althea's footsteps about a decade later. And women's tennis saw a number of breakout African-Americans from the late 70s into the 90s. Top players like Leslie Allen, Lori McNeil, Zena Garrison and Chanda Rubin. And when the Williams sisters started making a name for themselves, Althea lived to see it. In her lifetime, both Venus and Serena won major titles and reached number one in the world. The Williams sisters were the next black women to make it as far as Althea had in the sport. That was not lost on them. Here's Venus after winning Wimbledon in 2000.
2: 42 years ago, Althea Gibson stood on this spot. Mm What does that mean to you?
0: It means a lot, and uh, I know she's somewhere watching this. And when Serena won the Open, she was watching that, and uh, I feel great. I feel that we've broken records, and we're moving forward, and we're doing something that someone's only done once. The succession from Althea to Venus to Serena is not limited to professional tennis. You don't have to be a pro for the Williams sisters to have changed your life. I'm glad they had courts here, the Harlem River courts at the time, because in many predominantly black neighborhoods, including the one I grew up in, Bedford-Stuyvesant in Brooklyn, tennis was not on my radar because I didn't see tennis in my neighborhood. (laughs) Never saw anybody playing tennis. On the first weekend in February in 2022, my producers and I took a trip to Harlem, we wanted to pay a visit to the Frederick Johnson Tennis Courts, where Althea Gibson learned to play. These courts are nestled along the Harlem River, which flows south into New York City's East River. And just across the water, you can see Queens, the backdrop for America's major tennis tournament, the U.S. Open. While we were at the court, we met a young couple named Joshani Washington and Marcus Richard, who had just finished playing tennis for the day.
1: Yeah, so we, like, look out the
2: window. Yeah, we have breakfast, (laughs) watching. Like, oh, look, there's two courts.
0: They have two daughters, and they live in a building that towers high above the courts. And this morning, they jumped at their chance to play, because it was unseasonably warm. They say things only get busier in the summer months.
2: But if you're not early enough, all the courts are going to be full and packed. We so you got to sit and wait. And like, we, we, we yeah, watch it out the window, we the window and wait for a the court. Time. And then we run to it, jump on the court. <laughs> that's
1: exactly what we do. Yeah.
0: Joshani and Marcus both grew up in New York City. Though neither of them played tennis, they became interested in the sport much later in life, as adults. <laughs> black you play tennis and did the williams sisters at all maybe watching them on tv reading about them did they make you say um maybe i should try that sport
1: yes only because i was always impressed okay um with the way that they hit and um just like their their like drive for the sport um even when they lose they lose gracefully so it makes me feel like you know i don't always have to be perfect at it so it was um a learning curve for us um Trying to not hit the ball out all the time and just, you know, just trying to learn that.
0: Now, tennis is a big part of Marcus and Joshani's everyday lives.
1: Yeah, it's a, it, it's fun and it's like fun for all ages. And I'm, I don't see us getting bored of it anytime soon. Do you? No, no. Yeah, no, right? No. no. <laughs> and then it keeps us kind of like, give us something to do together. So. It's like
2: a little competitive edge. Yeah. Like right now, I got to do the dishes due to the fact that I lost. <laughs> I lost. So I got to do dishes.
0: My producers and I also spoke with someone who was influenced by the Williams sisters from an earlier age.
1: My name is Taifa Kamalo. I'm 16 years old. This is my senior year at Andrew Jackson High School. Um, I've been playing tennis for about six years now, maybe.
0: We were introduced to Taifa through a program run by Malavia Washington. Mal is a former professional tennis player. In fact, he was the last African-American man to reach a Grand Slam final. Wimbledon in 1996. Mal's tennis program is based in Jacksonville, Florida, and serves lots of kids Taifa's age. My producer Albert spoke with Taifa over Zoom.
3: Who's your favorite tennis player? It
1: would definitely have to be, um, I know it's kind of cliche, but Venus or Serena.
0: Taifa started playing tennis at 10 years old. And even though Venus and Serena are in the twilight of their careers, from what Taifa has seen, She thinks their influence is only growing.
1: For example, uh, honestly, like my first year um, playing tennis in high school, I only played two black tennis players. But now it's my senior year and like every match I go to, you know, every school has like more and more black tennis players. And they're all like wearing their big hair. They're all wearing their little uh, scarves back. And I'm just like, wow, that is so awesome.
0: Venus and Serena may be her favorite players now, but Taifa says before her dad introduced her to the Williams sisters, she didn't quite get it.
1: I heard him mention um Venus and Serena, but I was like, tennis, you know, who really plays tennis? But like once I started playing tennis, I'm like, these are some amazing women. Like it's crazy. It's it feels like a big hug to me because being able like as a as a black woman, you know, in, in a sport dominated by mostly Caucasian males, you know, for them to sit here and like really try and do what they're doing, it's like watching history unfold right before me. And the fact that I get to watch this while I'm growing up, it's like, I feel like I'm a part of that history.
0: As luck would have it, the Williams sisters continued to write their own history in a big way, right as my production team and I were finishing up this episode.
3: Champions Venus and Serena Williams.
0: At the 2022 U.S. Open, the sister act was back.
3: What an incredible moment. One last time, or perhaps a few more this tournament, but to see Serena and Venus once again walk on Arthur Ashe Stadium court.
0: I was glued to my TV at home for the ESPN broadcast of this match. I never would have guessed when I first watched Venus and Serena play as teenagers that they'd still be competing when they were both in their 40s. But here they were, together on the court again, and I was happy to see them. As a team, Venus and Serena are 14-0 in major doubles finals. They've also won gold together in three different Olympic games. But as of this match... It had been several years since they'd played together, so I wasn't sure what to expect. i got to do that two more times to get
3: back to
2: Deuce.
0: (laughs) Venus and Serena came up short in their match, but they certainly won the crowd over. They walked off to a standing ovation.
2: Well, Seven, listen,
3: six, four and a half years six, without playing a match with each other, even if you're sisters, that's a tough assignment. What a fun match, though. Yes. Straight sets to the checks. Yes, no, that was a lot of fun.
0: Even more fun? At this point in the open, Serena was on a roll in singles. For all her greatness, this was a surprise. Serena came in unseated and had competed very few times in the year prior she wasn't expected to win much, if at all. Given her recent announcement in Vogue, Serena's open appearance was being framed more like a goodbye party. What's there to say? The years went by in a blink. 98 feels like yesterday. You've given us so much. All we can do is thank you. Serena's opening match featured plenty of fanfare, including this tribute video from Oprah. But in true GOAT fashion, Serena wasn't interested in a ceremonial match. She'd come to compete.
1: Again, Williams.
0: Serena won her first round match in straight sets. She wasn't done yet.
3: No swan song this evening in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Serena will write another page to the last chapter of her professional career on Wednesday night in round two against Annette Conivate.
0: Serena's second round match would be an even tougher climb. She was playing the number two ranked player in the world. But again, she defied expectations. In her on-court interview after winning the match, Serena said she was enjoying herself because she loves a challenge. I'm honestly, I'm just looking at it as a bonus. I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything to win, and uh, (laughs) I have absolutely nothing to lose. The very next day was when Serena played doubles with Venus, who had lost her own first-round singles match earlier in the week. But even after her defeat in doubles, Serena would have no time to rest. She was on the hook for a third consecutive day of tennis, a Friday night third-round match against Australian Isla Tomlanovich. It was another gripping night of primetime tennis.
3: And Serena comes back with another ace. She goes, was that a let?" <laughs> <laughs> that was a look she gave the champion yeah. for sure. Seven aces now for Williams. Five in this set. She is ramping up the serve.
0: Serena's signature serve and powerful forehands were on full display. It was the most watched tennis telecast in ESPN's history. 4.6 million people tuned in for what could be Serena's last professional match ever. Because at the end of the three-hour battle, Serena came up short.
3: It's We're over. I right, love Ends the run this year of Serena. Serena Williams.
0: In a mid court interview immediately after the match, Serena was emotional as she reflected on her career. It all started with my parents, and they deserve everything, so I'm really grateful for them. Oh my God, these are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus, so thank you, Venus. She's the only reason Serena Williams ever existed. The week before her thrilling run at the 2022 U.S. Open, Serena was at the helm of a completely different arena. She appeared at the New York Stock Exchange, where she rang the opening bell. She sported a one-shoulder dress from her own clothing line, S by Serena, for the occasion. But Serena was there to represent another one of her companies, Serena Ventures, a venture capital fund. As CEO, Serena has already led her firm to invest in 60 companies, most of them started by women and people of color. This was always part of the family plan, always part of the play. Serena and Venus would dominate tennis, yes, but not limit themselves to their sport. And they've carried out that plan. Between them, the sisters have founded several companies, ranging in scope from apparel to interior design to early-stage investing. On and off the court, they've already done more in their decades-long careers than most superstar athletes ever accomplish. Venus has been circumspect about her future in tennis. If she plans to retire soon, she isn't saying. But her father Richard told me years ago in an interview that his daughters would retire together. That way, they could be inducted into the Tennis Hall of Fame the same year. Whenever Venus and Serena ultimately hang up their rackets for the last time, I'll be excited to see what they do next. Without the time commitment and pressures of competition, their most significant contributions may be yet to come. (laughs) All American is a production of Witness Docs from Stitcher. This episode was written and reported by Albert Chen, Gianna Palmer, Camille Stanley, and Jordan Bell. Our mix engineer is Casey Holford, who also composed our original music. Our senior producer is Jordan Bell. Our story editor is Gianna Palmer. Our executive producer is Camille Stanley. Extra production support from Nora Ritchie, Gwenny Govea, and Manolo Morales. Fact-checking by Kelvin C. Bias. Legal support from Sidney Freeman and Thomas Burke at Davis Wright Tremaine. I'm your host, Cecil Harris.
3: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed...